Higgs will turned away from Sharp so the sun could fall full on the weapon. He peered at the lock, cocked the gun, dry-fired it, then seemed to lose interest as a group of officers spurred their horses towards the head of the stalled column. "'You'll not find out wrong with it, Sarge,' Sharp said. Higgs will did an about turn. "'Did I hear me give you permission to speak, Sharpie?' "'No, Sarge.' "'No, you did not. Flog your fence, that Sharpie.' The vehement evil of Hakeswell's face was suddenly so intense, the whole light company momentarily held its breath in expectation of Sharp's arrest, and the thumping discharge of the enemy cannon served to distract Hakeswell. The officers had stopped their horses and now used telescopes to inspect the distant ridge. "'That's our colonel, boys,' Hakeswell announced. "'Colonel Arthur Wellesley himself, God bless him for a gentleman. He's come to see you fight, so make sure you do.' And I shall be watching you. You ain't none of you been in a proper fight before, but if so much as one of you turns his back, I'll have the skin off the lot of you. Bare bones and blood, that's what you'll be. But you does your duty and you can't go wrong. Remember that, lads? The face twitched grotesquely. Keeps your eyes on me and you'll be right as trivets. And you know why, he cried. Because I cannot die, boys. I cannot die. His voice was hoarse and full of fervour in a speech the light company had heard many times before. Hakeswell took down the tight leather stock that circled his neck, so that an old dark scar was visible at his throat. The hangman's nose, boys, he cried. That's what marked me there. See it? But I'm alive and on two feet, boys. Proof that you needs not die. Marked by God, he finished, his voice gruff with emotion. That's what I am, marked by God. Higgs will abruptly thrust the musket back into Sharp's hand. Clean weapon, Sharpie. Well done, lad. He paced smartly away and Sharp, to his surprise, so the rag had been neatly retied about the lock. The compliment to Sharp had astonished the light company. Now, Higgs will suddenly crash to attention. Company all present and quiet, sir, he shouted. Have the backs whipped bloody hell, sir. Lieutenant William Lawford curbed his horse and nodded at Hakeswell. Lawford was the light company's second officer, newly arrived in the battalion. The men can talk, Sergeant, Lawford observed mildly. No, sir. Mustn't waste breath on chit-chat when there are black-faced heathens to kill, sir. Says so in the scriptures, sir. If you say so, Sergeant. William Lawford was twenty-four years old and had only recently purchased his lieutenancy, and that made him unsure of his authority. Awkwardly aware of the scrutiny of the light company's seventy-six men, he stared at the enemy-held ridge. Ensign Fitzgerald, who was only eighteen, came strolling back from the column's head. He was whistling and slashing with a sabre at tall weeds. "'Off in a moment, sir,' he called up cheerfully to Lawford, then seemed to become aware of the light company's ominous silence. "'Not frightened, are you?' he asked. "'Saving the breath, Mr Fitzgerald, sir,' Hakeswell snapped. "'They've got breath enough to sing a dozen songs and still beat the enemy,' Fitzgerald said scornfully. "'Ain't that so, lads?' "'We'll beat the bastards, sir,' Tom Gerard said. "'Then let me hear you sing,' Fitzgerald demanded. But Captain Morris, riding back from the head of the battalion, interrupted. "'Half companies!' he shouted at Hakeswell. Light Company! Hakeswell bellowed. Sergeant Green, take charge of the after ranks. 
Forward ranks, shoulder file ox, twenty paces forward, march! The front ten ranks of the company marched forward, leaving the other nine ranks behind. All along the battalion column, the companies were similarly dividing. A quarter mile to the 33rd's left, another six battalions were going through the same manoeuvre. Those six battalions were native soldiers in the service of the East India Company. The sepoy battalions shook out their colours and Sharp looked ahead to where the 33rd's two great regimental banners were being loosed. Sight of the tasseled silk banners prompted a cannonade from the ridge, though the new guns were smaller and their shot fell short.